Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. This is episode 60. Good people will fight if we lead them. Thank you all for joining us. Tonight, we're going to do a recap of the Lone Star Open, talking a little bit about um, what was played, what won, uh, what made cut, all that fancy jazz. I don't have the statistics. I apologize, folks. I, I didn't have time to get all the statistics in order, but I do have the top eight lists and the winner of the whole tournament, which, by the way, was not fucking Darth Vader Defender again, just so everybody knows. Uh, with that being said, we're also going to be kind of covering a little bit about tournament, tournament, tournament. I don't know how to speak tonight. Tournament player etiquette, as well as um, why Greg, who just joined us tonight, is a Vader sexual. With that being said, why don't we bring everybody into the room? Maybe, maybe we'll bring everybody in. We'll bring everybody in. Welcome, JJ. Welcome, Greg. How are you all tonight? Um, as you can tell, as you can see by my completely messed up uh, shelving unit and everything, um, I'm dead smacked in the middle of the move right now, trying to break down everything and pack everything up. Um, I yesterday marked a milestone for me. I officially got rid of all my X-Win 1.0 stuff. And I tossed it out. All my promo stuff, all my old bases that I don't use, um, like gone in the trash. Um, it was. It felt a bit sad. Uh, brought back a lot of memories because uh, I've been playing the game since I first launched. And um, but uh, but yeah, it was a uh, it was a bittersweet moment. Awesome, Greg. How was your weekend? Um, I mean, busy but fine. Tired. I haven't slept at all. Gotta do that someday. What game were you playing with Cicero, by the way? I don't know what it was called. Some flower fucking game. <laughs> Whenever he comes here, he just brings like a box of fucking games. They make me sit there for <laughs> seven hours and play them. Well, maybe when you go to Gen Con, I'll do the same thing. I got boxes of games and I ain't flying, so. Man, I didn't go to high school with you. You have significantly less pull over me than. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, boo, boo. So, and for any of you uh, watching, uh, so I have spent the last week in the hospital. My son has officially been diagnosed with Crohn's. Uh, we are officially out of the hospital, but I apologize for the lack of streaming this week. Um, I just, I, I couldn't do it after spending eight to 10 hours in the hospital every day um, and dealing with my ex. So there was just not enough time in the world to be able to make everything happen the way we have to. But speaking of which, JJ and I, I guess, are going to somehow have to fit a game in tonight um, after our other late night game. So I don't think JJ and I are going to be sleeping either because yeah. essentially that's going to happen. Maybe Greg will be nice and stream it for us. That way we don't have to commentate and do that. We'll just let Greg stream it on his channel and he can yell at people that way. Sounds if good. Greg wants to. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Either which way, JJ and I do have to play our league match game. If you joined us earlier, I apologize. I had to restart the stream because my video was glitching and we wanted better video. Not as good as Greg's, but a little bit better. Um, and after this, we actually will not be doing an after show tonight. We will be doing a league match between Dr. Weston and, uh, Brendan. I can't remember. Dra Dragoon Kane. There you go. So Dr. Weston still the officially the most nicest guy in X-Wing that will kick your ass. 
Yes, I know. He apologized when he changed his list twice on me and apologized and said, here you go. So <laughs> He apologizes when he shoots you. He's like, hey, I've got this four dice bullseye uh, banger on you. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna You're go going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. With that being said, um, so with that being out of the way, we will be live next Sunday night. We plus any XCC streams that we have. But the week after is Gen Con. So if you are going to Gen Con and you want to hang out with Tanner or Greg, I don't think we're sharing the same room, but we are going to be at the same convention at the same time. But if you want to hang out with any, what do you mean? What do you mean? Think we're not? Sh- we're definitely not sharing the same room. We might be. I, you, 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 Greg. I like to drink, and I might just randomly show up and pass out in your guys' Airbnb. You never know. Or vice versa. You would take a drunk guy out, would you? I'm sure there's a nice floor waiting for your drunk guy. <laughs> well, there you go. See, I can. I'm driving, so I can bring my air mattress. I always bring a sleeping bag in my car too. You never know. So. With that being said, why don't we talk a little bit about Lone Star Open? I think that that warrants, um, seen as this year it didn't have the draw that uh, they had last year. Um, seen as last year they were the first, um, they were the first in person, I believe, that showed up there. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think they were the first in person tournament that actually happened um, last year. So. Yeah, it also doesn't help them that Gen Con is next week. So a lot of people are making choices whether or not to go to Lone Star or go to Gen Con to go play. Um, and I think Gen Con just has a little more pull than than the Lone Star Open. Should we go to Texas, that state that's doing everything terribly in the news for never a good reason? Or should we go to Indiana, a state that does nothing and we never hear of? Yeah. That's fair. I mean, it's awful. I'll tell you that. Indiana's like the home of what's his face? Mike Pence? Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes, the very relevant Mike Pence. Yeah. Well, he might be relevant here in about a year and a half. So there I we don't go. Think so, but I think I think all the people that would be relevant in a year and a half if that side wins is like shunned Mike Pence now. <laughs> How dare you follow the law? You fucking asshole. Don't you know what we're about here? <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, back to X-Wing. So they had 36 people sign up for this event that happened in Texas. And we have the top eight coming right at you. So Rob Piet, one armed Billy, was the winner of the whole tournament with a very, very similar looking fo list jj you want to take it yeah absolutely so yeah it's it very very much like crispy's uh, first order list so we got grudge here in the tide bomber with elusive automated targeting priority the electric chaff missile skill bombardier and proximity mines dread with the chaff missile skill bombardier and proximity mines scorch with fanatical predator and optics uh, Commander Malaris with marksmanship and cluster missiles, and then Kylo Ren in the TIE Whisper with Shattering Shot, Instinctive Aim, Predator, Concussion Missiles, Optics, and Munitions Failsafe uh, to finish off that list. Uh, pretty much, I would say, I think it is an exact copy of uh, of Crispy's list uh, where he won uh, both the Galaxy's Avenge and uh, Hexiled. And uh, it's a very, very strong list. It does 
require a lot of skill to fly that list effectively. And uh, congrats to Rob for uh, winning Lone Star. Can't yeah. require that much skill if Crispy's flying it. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> Fucking got him. Get sponsored by Hexile. Get killed by me. Ah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, so nothing special about this list, and I think that's what we're gonna find until we start seeing a little bit of a points shake up here, a little bit. So, runner up was Keenan, Keenan, Keenan. I don't know, like Keenan, Double Dot Child. Pronounced All right, Qanon Double Dot Child. Greg, you want to take the list? I don't even think I sent Greg all the list. Uh, I can't see it, so yeah. no. Yeah. All right. So Galactic Empire has Vader in the X1 with Malice, Brilliant Evasion, Pattern Analyzer, FCS, and Shield. With Rexler Brath with Juke, Fire Control, and Diamond Boren. Then two ISB Jingoists with Deadman Switch and Wampa with Discipline. Still don't understand why people want to run Discipline at Wampa. Drives me nuts. But. Yeah, I had two points. Um, I mean... If you decide to go on to Wampa, I mean, you're you're basically letting the Jingwas off the hook, as well as Russell Breath and Darth Vader to come in and, you know, um, basically get the those uncontested shots back. If you decide to go against Vader or Rexler and you happen to kill one of them or the Jingoists, um, Wampa gets that target lock that he gets and gets to shoot probably a double modded shot on initiative one. So there is some use to it on the just-in-case, um, but yeah. I mean, it's it's two points. Yep. All right. Next list is a separatist list, JJ. Yeah. So this one here, Ethan Williams flying uh, Django Fett uh, with Treacherous, Jammy Beam, Palpatine, uh, Proton Bombs, Contraband Cybernetics, Delayed Fuses, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Uh, Zam Wessel uh, making an appearance here with Notorious, Jammy Bean, Count Dooku, Seismic Charges, Dead Man Switch, and Delayed Fuses. Separatist Bomber, uh, the Hyena, uh, with uh, Electroshaft Missiles, uh, Independent Calculations, and Landing Struts uh, to finish off that list. So we see an appearance of a double fire spray list for the Separatist. And uh, it's like double fire well. spray plus. Yeah. Like it's. Like you get more. Uh, somehow they made it like better. They're yeah. like, you know what? You know what? Double fire spray is needed. Another, Another ship. ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I am interested that he took the separatist bomber instead of the bombardment drone. Um, but I mean, you get shot missiles with that. So, but uh, yeah, pretty good. So I have a, uh, two two questions, right? So so here here we are sitting, and, and so JJ, we all know your infamous list that you've been running the Jing or not Django the um Eamon Eamon, yeah and and Kanan right how do you think this list fares against it as a doubles fire spray list I think it does have an edge against my list mainly because Django and Zam are at a five six uh whereas mine is a four five um Zam can hit really really hard um and once the she gets all her charges and can constantly spam her ability and Django just having the ability to move after everybody else has moved and still have that, um, that either that reposition with that force available, um, can be pretty good to, um, to help initiative kill like lower initiative ships. I think it, it's definitely really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
What would you think if you swapped out Zam and threw Boba in there, right? Because that gives you two more points. Boba is the I3, but Boba gives you the ability to add either Grievous or Cad in there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was, my line of thought was to add in either Grievous or if you're going to add him in as a crew onto one of these ships, um, which he basically acts like a whole upgrade, you can put in um, uh, Cad Bane instead. And I think that's a pretty solid list, three aces. Yeah. I just wonder if that if that does a little bit better because if they focus on Boba, you, you're not carrying as much, right? You, you're just yeah. you're there saying, "Oh, okay, Merry Christmas." So yeah, I know Greg loves his double fire spray list. So mm, definitely not cowardly at all. <laughs> I mean, it's more of a point fortress list, right? I, I, if anything, it's not really an ace type list. It's, I mean, for everything but chance, it's basically just stocking up on points and being like, all right, let's go blow for blow. I have this ship that's so good at fucking the game. Yeah. Well, that's why I wonder, you know, when we talk through those things, like, um, is, is it better to have, you know, the other stuff than that? So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next list is Tegan Huntington. Uh, so Tegan's running the Galactic Empire. Uh, he has Mornikey in the Decimator. We're seeing a lot more Mornikey now, um, like making appearances in the Galactic Republic list. Uh, but we have uh, her running with Ruthless, the Grand Inquisitor as a crew, which is really interesting. We'll get to that in a second. Novish Technician, Typer Saxon, uh, Electronic Baffle in the Dauntless title. Item Versio in the TIE Fighter with Discipline, Ruthless, and HLC in Targeting Computer. Moff Gideon in the TIE Fighter uh, with Ruthless, False Transponder Codes, Cloaking Device, and Targeting Computer. Uh, Gideon Hask with Discipline, Concussion Missiles, Targeting Computers. Uh, Jingoist with Contraband Cybernetics. And then Wampa with Discipline to finish off the um, that particular list. Now, Grand Inquisitor is a, a really interesting uh, choice for Mornikey. Um, basically, you're able to spend a force to take an action after another enemy ship gets in range uh, to perform that action. Uh, so if you're if you're planning to go a different route to try to like kind of go around your opponent, you can either trigger a reinforce if you know you're going to bump, or if you're going to go fly past them, you can rotate your arc by spending that force, and then you'll have your um, your standard actions to either focus or target lock, whatever you need. Uh, and uh, Typer Saxon really boosts that target lock um, by having a roll additional die. And uh, that's that's really strong for a Morna. Fair enough. That one's a little bit more unique, correct? We don't see that one all yeah. the time. Yeah, Grand Inquisitor is a, a, a card that you don't see very much. It's 11 points. Um, and people tend to either go for like the cheaper option or even go for um, either like with Seven Sister um, or they spend a little bit more to get Darth Vader crew. Um, or if you wanted a really good gunner, you could go with Fifth Brother, uh, which is really good on the Decimator. And, uh, and you have all those different options. So seeing Grand Inquisitor um, make a top cut list, that's that's pretty awesome. Cool. Next list is Boba, Kanan, and Fen. But... Kanan only has proton bombs and protectorate gleb for coordinations rather than all the extra forts to stop them. Fen has a shield upgrade, ironically enough. Fearless and Predator. Boba with Ahsoka, Proxies, Ablated Plating, Fearless, and Marauder. 
yeah, uh, Ahsoka definitely being chosen here just because she's cheaper. Um, I definitely like a blade of plating here on Boba because that allows you to, um, if you're going over an obstacle, um, you can at least ignore the the damage for that. Um, you can just run right through. Um, that is a, a pretty nice uh, uh, combo there for Boba, just opening up the dial a little bit. Uh, Kane and Jarrus, though, uh, not having the extra force, that's something that I, I, um, I, I wasn't expecting to see. Uh, Protector of Gleb uh, being able to give that early action to either Fen or Boba uh, is really nice um, at Initiative 3. And then just having bombs uh, behind it just in case they decide to chase Kanan, um, that's, a, that's a pretty solid uh, list there. Next one is Luke with Vader, Mornikey, Jingoists, and Wampa. I don't think we need to go over that again. Then we have Jackson McCall with Ray, Poe, BB-8, and Finn Resistance, which is crazy, Woo! right? With two Resistance pods in, in this list. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. Uh, interested to see it. Yeah, Finn does it. Yeah, I I want to see. Say in the business, Finn fucks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I was definitely uh, I would be interested to see this on stream to see how they play this particular list. I mean, I would assume that BB-8 is your objective getter, uh, but I'm definitely like really interested to see like what is your targeting priority here when you're going against this list, right? Well, it's not Finn. We learned that. When we streamed yeah. the match oh, with yeah. Finn, you don't go after Finn. Just let him do Finn things and move on. It's like Kylo. Finn is like a mini Kylo for three points. He don't hit yeah. as hard, but he don't die. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, right? Because you're taking Finn off of Ray. So do you think that harms Ray, Or does it just allow you to open up to, to, to add like Agile? Essentially, you're putting Agile Gunner in shattering shot or trick shot on there yeah it, it allows you to fly away a little more uh of a kite type like uh yt24 or yt 1300 um you're not getting the best advantage out of her ability but you're getting trick shot which allows you to roll that extra die if you're if you're trying to be a little more evasive with ray um and then whatever you you roll with a blank you just use rose tico get that target lock and mod the rest of your shots um and then of course you have the force to spend that so you're you're playing a little more cagey with the ray um and still have those mods it's not hitting as hard but i think it's a little more consistent in its attacks makes sense all right and the last list that we have uh, Genghis John, uh, or known as John Henderson in real life, uh, he's running the Rebels here. We have him with Dutch Vander, with Tier Farm Belly Run, Dorsal Plasma, and R3. Uh, Fen Round the Shuttle with Swarm Tactics, R4, and Novus Technician as the crew here. Uh, Wedge Antilles with Predator, Proton, Trick Shot, and then Luke with Brilliant Evasion, Trick Shot, Proton, Torpedoes, and R3 Ammunitions Failsafe. Uh, pretty standard uh, Rebel Alpha list uh, with just a few little, like, differences in some of the upgrades uh but it's something the same type the same archetype that we've been seeing from the rebels for the office streak cool any thoughts greg jj any thoughts overall what um about any of these lists most of them seem pretty generic ish yeah um i mean this has been a complaint of mine for a minute now Getting real uncreative out here, folks. We're not seeing 
the top ships are the top ships. The top list archetypes are the top list archetypes. And we're not seeing a lot of variation on it. Um, honestly, like, this crispy list that's won so many tournaments, it's not, like, spam text level, but, like, is there all that much difference between the spam text event and what we're seeing now with that first order list? We see a ton of them. There's a little variety in them, but it's the same, like, it's like chocolate chip cookies from two different places, you know? It's the same thing, but a little different. Um, so it's it's not quite the spam text level where it was, like, everyone flying it. But there's enough where it's like, okay, this list is good. People are going to – it's a copycat league, you know? Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's the – what we're living in, right? It's just meta wing. People are looking to see what's winning, and then they copy it and maybe add one or two different uh, upgrades, if, if anything, and then just take it. Yeah, they, they, might, they might flavor it differently, add a little yeah. different spices, but uh, it's yeah. the same thing. And, like, I, I'm not, like, if you did this, I'm not criticizing you for doing it. I'm saying, for me, this isn't – I don't get hyped seeing – that first order list win because I know it's good. I get hyped when someone comes in and is like, hey, I figured out a way to make Lorik a champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the other thing that I'm kind of surprised is like, just where the hell is the Republic? Like a, a Republic, I understand that they lost their slots and stuff that made them really, really, really good. Um, but I still think that there's still pretty good options out there for the republic to do particularly the z95s they i think that they have a really good shot the Republic z95s dead, but... are fun i'm just surprised they're not yeah. more of them because they're fun yeah like exactly i don't know how good they are i think stub is really good uh i don't think killer is all that great but like uh slider is really fun like i don't know i i think i think there's good value in um republic and i think yeah. it's kind of only a matter of time until someone finds that uh republic now here's a question for you guys do you think that it because the cost of the z95 swarm that's what is prohibitive from being seen in many tournaments as of late that it's too expensive to run well right now you can do like an anakin your flavor of anakin in like three z's and a, a lat which is not bad yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, <clears throat> I don't know. So, so this is this was number nine list right here, which was Ada Anakin, Obi Delta, and um, Obi CLT. Sorry, and then Delta, Aether Sprite, Barris, and Oddball. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like old school. Yeah, I think the I think the new wave of Republic list is going to be minimal Jedi and more filler shit and more volume on the ships, utilizing the Lats' really really great ability, utilizing Seventh Fleet Gunner, utilizing Ayla on Hound. Hound seems to be the Lat of choice right now because cheap moves early, get that coordinate off, um, has a lot of loadout value also. Uh, yep. I also think fill it in with Z's or N1s or whatever. Well, I think the other thing too with the reason we're seeing less of it is because of the not matching initiatives. It is a lot harder to fly when you're throwing 
um, a bunch of multiple Z's in there with something. Um, yeah. It, it, like, it makes it harder. And, and with Hound being at I2, that's even harder than, you know, when you had Hawk at a four. Because everything moves before Hawk. Hawk then has full knowledge of who he coordinates. Though I won't lie and say for Nickel City League, I believe Andrew gave me Republic. And I have a pretty banging Republic list that I want to run. Um, yeah, I think you want the local. medium base to move first. So you know you're going to get the coordinate off. That's like right. You want, you want the lat going first so that you are able to, A, get your firing arc on the right ship where you want your rerolls, and B, get the right coordinate. Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 once, I once you get into it, once you get into the actual dogfight part of it, it's more than just your Zs, you know? Spoiling just your ships that you have to worry about. You have to worry about their ships too. So I think moving early for that, for the lat, is actually a pretty big advantage. Beyond that, do you think that the Republic still has any legs with some of their aces? Like if you went like a full ace list with like maybe one support, like if you're running uh, like Ricole, Annie, OB, and then like maybe two of the lower um, like Z95s or um, or anything like that. Like, do you think that type of archetype has any chance currently right now with how the meta is right now with um, with some of the you know Empire sw uh, mini swarms or um, or like the Rebel Alpha Strike? I think I think it it's probably doable for them, but also the Jedi strength is kind of neutered in objectives. Like, I mean, a salvage mission, if you're flying Jedi in a salvage mission and only Jedi, just hang it up. Like, the, the whole boost barrel roll, the whole strength of your chassis, gone. Both the Ada and the 7B. There's no point to you even flying a Jedi. And they're just so expensive. Like, you can get... Not only are they expensive, but it's like a fucking annoying thing. Like you can get Anakin, Obi, and Delta Seven Bs, and Rick Oli, but you're donating a point at the start. So that's like 19 points to get three of them. And I'm sure you could play with this a little bit, and you know, maybe make Obi uh, Mace if you want them in Seven Bs for actually having some punch, or you can do, utilize the Aiders or whatnot and make it work. But they've they've crafted the points, and I don't even know. If it, uh, I don't know if it was on purpose or not because I can't tell their intentions ever. Um, yeah, I, so. I, um, I kind of, and, and just to uh, address uh, Tekuman in the um, in the chat, he says if AMG wanted us to fly, uh, fly AMG uh, would. Sorry, if AMG wanted us to fly expensive, highly fragile, maneuverable ships with force, they wouldn't have made scenarios where your location can be predicted. Um, I, I kind of agree with that, but at the same time, I think that with, uh, I, particularly with the Adas, um, they still have talent slots where you can equip marksmanship um, or you can equip the R7A7 uh, droid on one of your pilots, which uh, helps you generate those crits. And in response specifically to salvage mission, I think that you go all pure offense with that, right? Because the, the even though they suffer their loss of maneuverability with the, the barrel and boosts uh, with the 
you know, with grabbing the cargo, they are still very effective attackers because they have the force to spend to help mod those shots. And if you're able to outmaneuver your opponent who's carrying a cargo or wasted a, a action to carry a cargo, those are unmodded shots they could take onto those ships. So I think it's just a matter of switching your tactics to it. Are you going to win those games constantly? It, probably not, but that is still a that's still a, a path to victory for that particular list. Um, well, that, my thing uh, is okay. So salvage, you're kind of fucked, right? In a six round tournament, you're gonna get at least one salvage, and half the time two salvage. Everyone seems to be doing a graduated cut where one loss is out. So are you rolling the dice? saying 50% of the time, if I'm perfect in everything else, I'm still not making this cut. I mean, if you take a look at the the list in the top cut here, we have a couple of, you know, three ship lists, which uh, especially with like... I'm not worried about the three ship I'm just the, the, the Jedi specifically. We're not right, right, seeing but like what, a ton of them in top cuts. What I'm saying though is like it is the tactics, right? The tactics part of it, because in those particular lists, you're you're so shorthanded on extra bodies that your your main tactical point in that particular scenario is trying to go for the kill. I would say that the Jedi's or at least in that kind of style list, you would have to use the same similar tactics in order to try to win it. Um, because I mean, just giving up your your ability to boost and barrel to art dodge is such a valuable part of that chassis that I think that you would rather spend your actions to do that and try to get the upper hand on ships that would take cargo and try to take them out or at least make them drop the cargo uh, with the crit. Yeah, it's the Jedi are in a real spot right now. I think you're better off taking one Jedi and supplementing in that with a bunch of other ships that maybe don't. Uh mind helping you out a little bit with the yeah. objectives obi-wan pdx thank you for the follow i'll do it if they won't <laughs> so i think i think that's interesting you know and we can we can start moving into the next discussion but i think that's interesting because greg it, it, so we you find a lot of these lists boring right so the question i have then yeah. is and, and we have to talk t on two different levels. One level, we have to say, is it always boring because people just aren't creative enough to find the alternative stuff um, to play, right? Or And two, what would it take to get it not boring again, I guess, is, is the way I would see well, it. I, I think it's... I don't think it's non-creative. I think they just want to win, and they know that these lists win. Instead of like devoting time to find a different list that wins, they have this thing and they're like, it's decently fun for me to fly and I I get to boost and bomb and do all this shit and like, okay. Um what would it take? I mean, do you want the real answer or do you want the uh AMG approved answer? Well, you give us the real answer if we don't give like it, we answer. have a conversation about it. I mean, it's yeah. everything's open the, the on the real. Table. The real answer is it would take more granularity between pricing and ships. Twenty is not enough to distinguish a difference between the ships enough to create a diversity of a meta. It just isn't. And right. then, but, but the thing is, like, AMG is capable of it because the points update before we went to twenty, the last one that we were on for like a month or two. 
at 200 was probably the most diverse meta we've had in years. Yeah. There were a ton of absolutely like viable meta ships that was good. So I know they're capable of it, but they've kind of taken their own kneecaps out by going to this 20 point thing because the difference between a six and a seven point ship is not the same as a 60 and 70 point ship, no matter how much we want to say that you just multiply it all by 10. Having 0.5s in the form of 65 or even better, 0.3s, 0.2s, you know, like 60 uh, for a triple defender, right? They never want a triple defender. So to not get a triple defender, you need defenders to be seven. That's just a fact of life. You need them to be seven. So to not get triple defenders in, you know, the other version, you need them to be what? 67, right? Yeah, that's right. That I mean, it's just those three points, those three points there. It's a difference between, you know, it's a difference between and a fucking... 7B and a CLT. It's the difference between, you know, I don't know every single point off the top of my head from like a year ago now, but like, you know what I mean? It's how often are you building lists? It's there's there's a difference there. The granularity makes a huge difference. And while it's easier to add up to 20 now, it takes away the refining of the list. If everything's four points then you're just going to take the best one because why wouldn't you? That is how every gamer who's ever wanted to win a game has ever played a game. And I'm sure there's someone out there who plays X-Wing for fun and genuinely doesn't care if they win or lose, but I have not met them. So in that vein, right, you know, in that vein, we need more granularity, right? And, and, and so there's a couple of ways that that can be accomplished and not that AMG ever listens to any to, listens to our stream at least, but I think the discussion point here, and, and this is where, where I'm on the fence of saying I'm very open for changes, but I don't want to go back to just dog fighting. And I know that's probably like a curse word amongst a lot of people, but to me, the I scenario don't, I like, is, I don't think it'll ever go back to non-objectives. I mean, just on like a pride level, I know I wouldn't, fucking be like oops i was wrong guess we're just gonna revert the game i think that's tactically a mistake so i don't think you have to worry about that at all um but but personally for me i enjoy the scenario piece of it and i'm i'm hoping we get more scenario styles to play so that we don't just have a repertoire of five you know because even now or four it's even now becoming a little bit more stale you know, even in that like we go to locals and i just say you know they go what scenario do you want to run i don't care just pick one i really don't care when they first came out, it was kind of neat because it was like, oh, I haven't played this one. Like, we didn't play Chance Engagement for, I don't know, like three months. And now we're back to playing somewhat of the Chance Engagement, you know, because now it's like I've we played everything else. I don't care. But I don't want to go back to just dogfighting. And I know um, <clears throat> a lot of people like that, and that's fine. You know, and, and I say that because when we talk about they build, people are building a 2.0 community, and that's great. Everybody should be able to play the game in any way they want. I have no, um, you know qualm with that but my big thing is is if we're in this direction and we need more granularity in the 20 points how do you do that with still keeping in that same vein do we allow for half points or is are we better to say 
these ships are going to be like up to 50 points and we score differently for it. Like, do we just tweak how we score scenarios and how we score ship points? I think anything you do adds complexity that they don't want. I think they just don't care. I don't mean that in like uh, they don't care about the game or anything. I mean, like they have like said that they care more about having it be the 20 points than they do having the granularity. Like they said when they unveiled it, that it's plenty of granularity. They've already said that. So like they feel that it's perfect, not maybe not perfect, but they this is what they wanted. This is their goal. I think it's flawed. I think there's a lot of people who think it's flawed. Um, I'll say I want every scenario to drop down to three objectives. I think that was the best change they made in Scramble. Scramble games are now probably my favorite objective. That isn't just a chance. Um, Because the objective points still matter, but they're not overpowering. There's still a lot of value in killing. And I really like that about it. And uh, yeah, I I think think that was a really good change. Moving to round two, round two for scoring and reducing objective pieces have made things yep. so much better in that aspect because because yeah, we, we can now just go kill things. Yeah. Yes, I want to do that for salvage. I want to do that for assault. And I think the I was skeptical of the rule, the two, the second round thing, but it was actually a very good change. It was very yeah, agreed. Um. Yeah, I'm not afraid to admit when they did something right. Yeah. Yeah. So Sherman mentions that um that maybe adding uh points for extra loadout or something like that would change some of that for it. So so do you think that if so so let's say let's say we could say one loadout point equals or one one point equals X amount of loadout. And I know it breaks the the easy factor, but let's say I could spend a point on loadout four ships or a sideboard or something like that like does that help a little bit with that granularity right because then we could take some of these for example boba fett we can reduce uh five points in loadout value and say you want to buy extra loadout for this ship it's going to cost you an extra point or two uh it doesn't really no it doesn't for granularity because it's only one direction up uh I don't think the issue everyone had is I'm not flying this because it's not expensive enough. You know what I mean? Like, so hang on, just just to make sure I understand. So you're saying that they could run, and I'll use your example. Let's say Boba, who is currently nine points, they could reduce him by a point, and then say that if you want extra loadout points, you have to add on extra points to the value of the ship. So when in Boba's case, you would not reduce the point. Oh, so you still keep him at a nine, but if he wants more loadout, he'll be at ten. Yeah, yes. so he's a nine, and if you want it, you can go to ten and get ten more loadout point, whatever value decides yeah. worth okay. it. Like so, for I example, get that, but it's it's granularity in one direction, which isn't the. So you think you probably you think need to the do it the other way. The granularity issue. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. You need you need to be able to reduce the amount. Of pilot points you spend as well as increase and it's and it's not even that because like you're still gonna fly the most like efficient boba if that ends up being like a 10 point or 11 point boba that's what it is it's it's marketing boba as that might actually make it worse 
if we think about it, right? Like, I mean, Boba's good as is without any upgrades. I mean, yeah, Boba, Boba just <laughs> by himself. Boba might be like a bad example because that ship is just so good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you do it at 20. I really don't. If, if I had like, people are like, don't complain about something unless you have a solution. I'm like, well, so, if there's no solution, they put you in a point where there's not a solution to be had. What the fuck are you supposed to do? So, so I, I kind of want to bring it back to the standard loadouts that are coming out, those pilots. If they have a standard version of that pilot when they come out uh, with, with a limited amount of, um, of upgrades that doesn't necessarily like break the pilot or make it like too good, but they could put out a lower cost. Is that something that would help? Those cards shouldn't be in standard play. I would agree with Greg on this one. Actually, I okay. I do not like standard loadout cards, and I think they're just asking. You're just asking for a big middle finger in some way, shape, or form. That's they're how I get feel. Abused to holy shit because they're they're set for scenarios. They have fucking they're they're set for a scenario that doesn't exist in standard play, and it turns out their abilities are super fucking good, like it might not be good in a scenario where you have like 20 ships on the field and you got like this one like specific objective, but for a regular game, all those abilities are super good. A free afterburner yeah. on Luke, like regen on Luke, like that Poe Falcon is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, the barrel into yeah. a boost. Yeah, that's J- JJ, think about it is like my complaint about Armada as I'm learning Armada, right. And playing, I hated, the Luke squadron, right? I don't yeah. like that, that Luke squadron, but I'll tell you what, I took it off the board in one turn. So it's in, in the scheme of things to Greg's point, like in, in the large realm, it, a small little ship who gives a shit, you know, that's, that's inconsequential. That didn't make or break my game. Um, yeah. My misplays uh, made that game uh, for me, but yeah, <laughs> um, you know, but like I would not want Luke to come down another point. I don't want Luke to have all these fancy loadout things. I don't want Vader to all of a sudden somebody's like, here, now I have two X ones that I can run or a defender. If they put those, if they like, put those in standard loadout, they need to be costed like higher. Like what, what is Luke now? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Now Luke should be a nine. Like they need to be like, if you want to fly this, you're, you're paying for it. You are the, absolutely paying for it. You're talking about the standardized version yes. or the regular. Yeah, yeah, standard. No, well, yeah, the the loadout, the ones, the like the quick build. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's a quick build without saying quick build, but yeah, it's a quick build with new cards that are all fucking great. Like, yeah, agreed. All right, so we want to spend a few minutes, um, kind of transition a little bit. I think there has been a little bit of some upset inside of um the XCC realm, and I we thought it might be a good opportunity to talk about sportsmanship and kind of what you see when you go to a tournament as well as what's good etiquette and greg so so hold on one sec i'm listening i'm listening but i'm gonna go grab a drink so just say what you need to say i'll be fast go all right so (laughs) greg so eloquently pointed out i don't i don't know what etiquette is um though i didn't throw any ships or any uh, cards at my opponent and I'll tell a little story here to kind of kick this off, right? And 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 this kind of brings us back to that XTC scenario. And I don't want to name names. We're not going to get into the name piece of it. Um, also, let us know if the stream is less choppy. If not, I might stop and restart um, on a different side. But 
the 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 uh, I went to a tournament right before um before COVID hit for Destiny, and I had a guy sit across from me, and he didn't understand how my list worked, and he didn't like it. And then when he found out that I basically just initiative killed his most powerful card on the table, he literally what do you mean threw. He didn't a, like it. He didn't like my list because I played a burn list. I played like a like what you would consider. It wasn't Nantech's strength because I obviously didn't win um, the tournament. It was not Nantech's strength list, but it was a list that people hated because I rotate a card and do a damage. I rotate a card and do a damage. And there's a card that if you get on the table um, called Target, it was Target Acquired. If you put that on one of their, their, their persons, instead of the damage going to whoever they chose, the damage would literally go to that one target. So if you had, let's say, Pelp on the table... All I had to do was slap that card down on you, and I had Ewoks, and I had seven Ewoks. I would rotate them all. You would take seven damage on that character. You couldn't block it, couldn't do anything, because I'm not rolling dice. You couldn't remove cards. You couldn't do anything. It was a burn. Again, Magic the Gathering, it was considered a burn deck list. And I had a guy literally throw a card at me and basically say, fuck <laughs> you, like in the middle of the tournament. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm here to win because I've never like won a Destiny tournament. I'm just excited that like I'm like you were the last, you know, person I need before I could get into cut, you know? Even though that was on a graduated scale, so I miscalculated, thought it was like on an X and one type scale. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> it was not. It was on a graduated scale. So I got lucky that I had high enough kill count to get in. But still, you know, that that type that's poor sportsmanship, right? Like I get being upset. Like I get it. I've been there. I mean, I we had there's a guy at Crossroads that played this year, and he would literally was literally telling one of uh, the guys from my local about how lucky that he is that this guy's living every turn, every turn. And it was like, dude, this is on. We don't need to hear. We don't. <laughs> I'm glad you don't. I'm glad it's like looking at Kylo. Yeah, I bet Velvet Boot is pissed as fuck that Kylo didn't die. Should Kylo have died? Yes, but it didn't happen. It's just a game, you know. We're, we don't have millions of dollars writing on this shit, folks. You know? Maybe you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, you should share with me because I'm a poor motherfucker and need a new computer. And I would love to figure out how to how to, how to to uh, win some money on X-Wing. Um, maybe we have side bets. Can we, yeah. Can we do side bets? Can we do that at Gen Con? Is that legal? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, as long as it doesn't happen within the state of Indiana. Mm. <laughs> It's going to happen in Indiana. That's where we're going to be doing the bets, JJ. No, I mean, you make a online bet somewhere. I mean, I'm sure there, there are places where you can do that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, JJ, you, you were kind of the one that brought this to, to my attention. I honestly didn't know there yeah. was anything going on in XCC. Do you want to give a high-level situation? You don't have to include any names or anything. And then yeah. just kind of talk about what, what was the reason you wanted to bring this up. Yeah, so um, the, the situation happened was that there was a, and I want to preface this, that, you know, XTC is a team championship uh, that's uh, played with, uh, I want to say, 26 teams uh, around the world uh, where they have players that represent, you know, a particular country to play it. And it's supposed to be a high-level event where we have players that are experienced um, or at least have the experience of playing the game. Um, to go out and play lists, and um, it, it's a tournament-style uh, environment, right? It's not like a casual event. It gets very, very competitive, um, as uh, this is 
I, I believe year number four um, or five that we've had so far at this particular event. Um, there are rivalries between different countries and stuff, and and things happen. Tensions flare as as in any type of competitive style yeah. event. The incident in question that we're talking about were between two teams that had a match that or was already completed. Um, one of the team players from one of the teams realized that they um, that they miscounted points um, that ended up going into their favor. Uh, and then it was requested to replay the game, which was allowed by the uh, the judging staff by XTC. Um, during that game that happened to be streamed, um, there was quite a lot of moments where uh, it was very jarring. Um, it, it didn't seem like the players uh, were quite familiar with their list, so there was a lot of backtracking because there was a lot of triggers that, uh, that had to happen that didn't happen, um, and it... it it basically played like a, a very jarring game after the event happened um there was quite of uh, uh there were quite a bit of, of commentary that was being directed towards one of the players um there were some accusations that uh that uh, the event not playing out fairly uh because the players shouldn't have had the match in the first place and uh unfortunately there were a couple of things said about some of the players there that uh that probably shouldn't have been said but Ultimately, what boils down is that um, some people let the competition get the better of them and said things about certain players that um, that wasn't the best thing. Um, and ultimately, it led to a bad experience all around uh, for both teams and both parties. Um, so one of the reasons I wanted to pull, the, uh, I wanted to bring this up is that we do have Gen Con coming up next week, uh, which is going to be another high-level tournament where uh, we're going to have players coming in from all different backgrounds, all different uh, experiences uh, to come and play this this top-level event. And we just kind of wanted to shed the light on, you know, what is etiquette, right? Uh, what is to what what is expected of a player who's going to attend these type um, these level of tournaments um and how to make sure that at the end of the day you you still have a great time whether you <clears throat> whether you win or lose uh, that particular type of event you you never want to end up in a situation where both parties leave feeling bad because of the outcome of a game um or at least try not to lead to that and and go forward yeah, and I think that's important. And I, I guess I'm not going to call a certain person out, um, but we I used to play with uh, my buddy Matt, who, if you have been watching us since day one, Matt um, Matt has, has a hard time losing if it's in a tournament setting. If it's in a personal setting, it's not that big of a deal, right? If it's just him and I, no big deal. But once you put, get into the tournament setting, so, like, he realized that that was a, an issue of his that he – um, has to work on. So he doesn't play in a lot of tournaments. He plays for fun. He will do coaching. He just doesn't want to play in tournaments because he doesn't want to get tilted and be that guy, you know? Um, so, so Greg, you've been very quiet this whole time. I don't know about this whole time. Since, since JJ started talking. So, so what, what's your, what's your, your, yeah, your sorry. I didn't want to fucking interrupt him. My fault. Oh my yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. I don't know. I'd be mad if you lose at a game everyone's trying to fucking win. Like, lame. It's all. Yeah. It's just like I'm 38, and Tanner, I know you're older than me. JJ, you're. He's a baby. Slightly younger. Slightly younger. 
47. Uh, but like, you know, fucking adults at this point. Like, as much as we're playing Star Wars with plastic ships, which I realize belies the point a little bit, but like socially, we're adults. Like, if you can't handle losing, don't fucking play. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to feel bad for winning. Like, don't make me upset because I played well. Just like get over it. Like, are you are you fucking here to like cry? Or do you want to fucking hang out with a bunch of people in the Star Wars thing and maybe come to a party at an Airbnb later? You know who's not getting invited to an Airbnb party? Some motherfucker who's complaining about losing in not like a not funny way. If you're like, yeah. oh, all I do is lose, I'm like, yeah, hilarious. Great. Me too. Come on down. But like, motherfucker, if you're like, oh, blah, 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 trying to talk shit and make people feel bad. That XCC thing is hilarious. Yeah. I, I, and- I still don't understand why they threw the game. I don't get it. Like, I don't, it makes no sense to me. But, you know, hilarity really undermines the whole the whole of the yeah of the but, event uh, exactly yeah, yeah. I, agree with you. I absolutely agree with you really did no one any favors there but so if he had won if the, if the results had been reversed what what would have the outcome had even been like what, what that would have that changed i'm confused why they replayed I dare, it. i guess they're, they're called legitimacy right because essentially one of the reasons why the the game was allowed to be, be replayed was that um because that knowledge was not available to the players, although I, I highly dispute that, that it it wasn't a properly executed match. And because of that, it, it, it legitimizes the, the results of that particular game. Um, I, again, don't agree with that particular judgment for it, but at the same time, it's, I mean, it, it was something that was reviewed by the judging staff by, uh, from XTC and they did allow the game to be replayed. Um, I mean, that that was their summary judgment. Can't really say anything else beyond that at that point for that. But you know, at the same I time, I can say something. Yeah, that was stupid. They yeah. should not have allowed that because no other sport would allow that. No other sport replays games even when they get calls tragically wrong. Yeah, and and you know why? Because you end up in situations like XTC ended up in. Yeah, and at some point. A little, like, maybe this is harsh. Your captain should be watching the game, should be looking at the points going, that's wrong. You you should be looking at the game being like, can we, uh, can we just take a second and review our points? I think we might have an error here. You have yeah. to be responsible for your game as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and ultimately, I don't mean to be so harsh when I say things are like stupid. I'm not calling them stupid. I'm yeah, just saying the decision leads to situations that are now yeah. infinitely worse than one game that was counted wrong. Well, I and think that's the, why they they do they don't do that in professional yeah. sports, right? Yes, yeah. Exactly. That, that that's the exact reason why. Like I've watched lots of hockey games that I disagree with the refs a hundred percent of like just off, especially when it's against the Red Wings. But it doesn't mean I want to go back and watch them replay a fucking game, you know, even if it's the World Cup, you know, or World Cup, Jesus Christ, Stanley Cup. I don't I just don't care, you know. Yeah, 
And for and ultimately, it's up to both players to ensure that they count the points correctly, and that they both come to an agreement that whatever results that they both counted at the time are the correct ones, and they submitted that as an official result. I mean, at that point, both players agreed and submitted that result at that point, right? You know, you can't go back later and say, oh, well, I disagree with a, 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 a something that I signed off on and reported. Like, you, you agreed at the first place, and that's what it, what it came to, you know? Yeah. Welcome, Crocker. Welcome to 07 Squadron. Thanks for joining us today. Um. Yeah, so so I think that that kind of goes into sportsmanship. Like I feel like 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 you all said, I I feel that was a poor decision uh, on the league league's behalf. But it is it is what it is, and it's over with. I think the bigger issue yeah. that I'm running into is like I understand smack talk, and you know, like I get it. I understand that that's part of it in hockey. You know, we chirp people, whatever. I get it. I understand that that's a thing of competitive gaming to some extent. But at this point, it just feels like, especially them having to create a whole post to say, hey, I'm having, you know, issues, blah, blah, blah. And it, like to me, this just seems like, like, man, just let it go. Like, again, there's no money on the line for fuck's sake here. You know, like you're not getting ousted from your team because you guys had poor play this year. You know, well, maybe you are, but probably not. If that's if that one game was a poor example of your play, you're not getting ousted from that team. So I'm confused. I, I don't know. I, I just... It all seems like a bunch of drama, and maybe like I'm all, the only drama I've ran into in the in, in the league is when they changed all the rules uh, here. Uh, so like that seemed like a pretty big you know drama piece. But outside of that, like in terms of competitive play, I haven't heard of anything or any like big issues you know at some of the tournaments I've been to. And maybe they have been, and I just don't know about it. I guess. Yeah, and yeah. I, they, I mean. Like, again, I don't understand the whole situation. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, like, trying to rack my brain why anyone would throw a match. But it's they've taken a situation that is a little bit of egg on their face, and it's now a thing. It's, like, a whole thing, and this is what people are going to remember from this XTC unless something crazy huge happens. And uh, it's not great. Not great, Bob. Yeah. You guys remember that one time when they threw a game that was a rematch for no reason? <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Now, the the other scenario that I, I kind of would, would want to talk about is if it, it, the scenario was that one of the players had intentionally like hid um, like points or anything like that and then just added it on later on, then I think that's a completely different scenario because I think that... Um, that little bit of hiding of information that should be public information, I think that would kind of be bad faith on one of the players or on that particular player's part. If there that. was malice in the miscount, and again, yeah. I don't know the... I'm going to say that a million times so no one can just clip me in. I, I don't have like a thing where I can be like, yeah, listen to what I said right before it. Okay, I don't know the context, but if there was malice in the original miscount, then that player should be kicked out. Yeah, I mean, that seems obvious to me. Yeah, and I think you get that in normal tournaments, right? You know, like if you get caught doing something, you know, on purpose, you're you're done and over with. You know, like they'll yeah. they'll penalize you. And and I'll say when I was at Adepticon, we had one where the guy I don't I won't say he intentionally did it because they didn't kick him out, right? But when we had to measure for things, like 
all these pieces started bumping. So I was like, hey, can we get a judge over here real quick? Um, just just because it's important. Right now, we're still at a game state where I could technically win. I am 2-0. and You know, like, I could win here. I do not want to um, get to that piece where y y y this could affect everything. And they we get D over there, and he goes to measure again and knocks my ship over. And he goes, well, we're just going to call it in Tanner's favor because I'm sorry, you, you can't, like, whether it was wrong or right or indifferent, you you knock the ship over, you have to take the negative consequences. And the player was like, hey, you know what, that sucks, but okay. And guess what? He ended up going on to win, so it didn't matter. It was inconsequential at that point. <laughs> I still fucked up enough that I didn't win that game. Yeah. You know. And you did the right thing at that point, right? Like, if, if there was something that, that didn't feel quite right and stuff, you took the proactive step to make sure you called the judge to come in and oversee it as a neutral party. And the other person, unfortunately, did that that bumping of that ship that really messed it up. And he called it correctly at that point, right? There was a judge present, witnessed that particular event, and you guys proceeded as normal. And at the end, I'm pretty sure there was no bad blood at the end, correct? Yeah, nope. And, yeah, and it, exactly. especially because he won, you know, I mean, it probably would have, he would have been a little bit more receptive if he hadn't won. But at the same token, neither one of us took it seriously enough that it was like, you know, going into it and i think that's where when we get into some of this competitive stuff i think sometimes like there are things right that make this game unfun when people use it at an ultra high competitive level right and i think that would if he would have held that against me or i would have been holding that over him like hey hold on we're gonna get a judge because you keep bumping like we didn't we didn't get a judge again you know uh, uh for that reason you know so there there was no reason to you know like hold it over him and i think that's the big thing is is if there's malice and they purposely did it and it's like, okay, well, did you do it on purpose? Yeah. Okay. Well then there has to be consequences. And I would say the same thing. I, I don't know. Cause I'm not a sports person, but do they invalidate games after the fact if they catch players like cheat cheating? Uh, that's a good question. I actually don't, I don't think I've ever encountered uh, encountered a situation where a person has been disqualified from a tournament in an X-Wing event. Uh, Greg, anything just... you've seen? Oh, I mean, this is kind of my first year going to big events. Um, but I, I have not run across it. I would be, I don't know if shock's the right word because like I've lived on this planet for a while, but like X-Wing people are typically like a little better than let's just say like Warhammer or magic people, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> definitely cleaner. I, I'll say that without pause, but like um, cheating really hasn't been an issue. I know for some people there's been like, there's everyone has that local person that somehow manages to fit the, fit the template in. A little bit. You're like, oh, that seems like a little shysty. <laughs> we all know that person, but like full on fucking mal maliciously. Mal yeah, yeah, malicious. That's the word. Malicious cheating. I haven't, uh, I haven't encountered that yet. Who's going to be the first? <laughs> it's going to be Jason. Crocker? Crocker, is that you? <laughs> is it going to be you? Right? You're going to dirty, dirty cheater. Well, who's, go who's going to Gen Con that wants to be the first person to get caught cheating get kicked out? There you Who go. wants to get kicked I, out of the fucking party? 
I do remember on a GSP stream from like 2017, there was somebody who got caught cheating on stream. Uh, basically, like basically cheating? switching their they they um they grabbed their dial and as they're turning it, they visibly use their thumb to cheat uh like alter their their uh, their direction and then place oh, it up and place it down like a live I, stream. I, God, yeah. why yeah. would you do that on that was, camera? You stupid. yeah. It was on camera, and it was the only time I've ever seen anybody do that, like blatantly on stream. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know that, what position yeah. you're putting. And are you just like, I know this one's bad, you, so I'm going to pick another one. You just memorize it. It was just like yeah. anything is better than this. Also, they're in order, so if you go like one up, you know, if you're at a two, you go one up. You're at a three. Like it's not yeah. like randomized. Yeah, Doctor West has it right. Dial gate. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, dial gate. Dial gate. Oh my god. Let's <laughs> fucking go. I mean, X-wing really... used to be so much better. We were fucking <laughs> hardcore, three sixty degree turrets, torpedoes out any fucking direction, automatic fucking hits, tiles. harpoon yeah. missiles. Bring it all back. We're going back to Nam. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, so then I want to spend a, a few minutes kind of just talking through, um, you know, what, what to do. What, do. what do you do? So, like, we have big tournaments coming up and different things like that. And I think the thing is, is what do you do if, um, you know, you run into a situation? And my, my first thing is you call a judge, right? If, if you judge feel uncomfortable. is literally, like, if, they, if they're doing anything shicey, just literally immediately go judge. And I guarantee they'll be like, what the fuck? What? No, no, no judge. Judge, no, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. We don't judge, judge. We don't have no stinking judges. Ah, they'll clean up real fast. Listen, I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna look right into camera. I often don't look in the camera. I'm gonna look right in the camera, break the fourth wall. Yeah, this is a fucking camera. Listen, if someone's fucking bullying you at an X-wing event, a stick up for yourself. B find right. me. Yeah, just fucking find me. I'm not playing. I'm wandering around hanging out with my friends. I'm the fat dude there just like talking shit. Find me. I will come over. I did stand-up comedy for 15-ish years. I promise you I am better verbally than they are. And I will destroy them. And then if they want to get physical, they can get physical with me. You stay in the tournament. I'm more than capable of defending myself. It'll be fine. I promise. I, I don't care if I get kicked out. I really don't. I don't. I really want to see like Greg do like a Terry Tate commercial. Like he just starts like tackling people in the middle of the thing. You didn't set your dollars, punk. I was that more of a hilarious. Corey Kate guy. <laughs> Jeez. There are rules, Smokey. Uh. This isn't numb. Yep. I think that's fair, and I think that, you know that's that's the thing is if you feel uncomfortable, just call the judge, right? You know, you call somebody. If someone's making you, you uncomfortable at X Wing. There's a fucking issue, so call the judge. Call call Greg. Yeah, call Greg. <laughs> All right, so I need I need an app now that I can just hit call Greg on, and Greg will immediately. Sh- it'll be like a genie <laughs> in the bottle. That's I what I need. I need a genie. I think it's called a phone tanner. I know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know how much time it takes to look up your number on the phone and just I don't you know, know if I have Greg's out. number. I don't think I'm one of the privileged people that have Greg's well, number. No, none of you have my number. Only if Colfax has my number. 
You know what? Uh, Nick has my number. I bet I do. I bet you Colfax texted you and me at the same time. That fu- I bet I bet that's the case. Nah, he would never. I'm gonna I'm gonna spam text you now. He wouldn't lump us together. He thinks it'd be better than that. Oh, oh. <laughs> got him, boys! <laughs> Fucking got him. That's now, okay. Ultimately, the other thing is, you know, as a player, you want to make sure that you want to make that when you're playing your game in a tournament, uh, in, a, in a high level tournament level. You want to go in there as much as possible, like knowing your list, knowing your triggers, making sure that uh, when something happens in the game, you don't get tilted because you forgot a trigger. Yes. Does it happen all the time? Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be times where you forget a, a, a trigger at a critical time that can help you turn the game. But just taking the time to look at your cards, make sure that you're calling each system phase, each planning phase, each end phase to make sure that you're looking at your cards, taking a look at it, making sure that you're going to the progressions for your list. Um, one of the things that that is an unfortunate side effect of 2.5 is that every ship now has so much loadout points for so many upgrades that it is easy to miss your your triggers for your ships, especially if you're not quite familiar for them. But absolutely take the time to do that. If your opponent is rushing you, hey, like Greg said, call the judge. Make sure that they're there to witness what's going on, making sure that you're taking the time to read your cards because you are allowed time to do that. It's not the we're not playing gotcha X-Wing where they're going to speed through like the planning phase and system phase and make sure that you miss triggering your bombs or reposition. And then they say, oh, well, we're past that. We can't do that anymore. You gotta, you gotta stand up. You gotta make sure that you you're calling it out specifically. Look at your cards and make sure that you're playing a clean game for yourself, so that way nobody can take advantage of that particular situation. Yeah. Nope, yeah. I agree with There's you. There's nothing wrong with you taking a second and being like, "Whoa, what just happened?" Like, yeah. Now, if so you're doing that, if you're doing that every time, like maybe know the game a little yep. bit. And I will but, say, yeah. I, I will say the one thing that always drives me nuts is when players try to rush other players. Like I get, we all, all are on a time frame. I had that happen at Adepticon a couple of times where people were like, "Let's move a lot faster. Let's move," you know, like. And it's like, yeah, I get you play a little bit faster, but I think I should be able to play slower. And I understand there was a little bit back at Gen Con. It, it really that is like so contextual though. Like before, I could be like, "Who's right? Who's wrong?" There, it, like at the beginning of a game. I think you're allowed to be a little bit slower. If uh, if you're up by like three and there's maybe two turns left and not a lot of time and you're being real slow about it, maybe that's a little dangerous. Yeah, it depends. Sure. But not turn one though. On turn yeah. one or turn two, you know, you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't yeah. be forced to have that happen. And I think the big thing, Greg, like to go back to that really is like, okay, if we have different phases and somebody announces the next phase, hey, do you have anything? And they say no. And move on and go back that's different but if you just skip the phase and just say oh i'm the last ship that moves and oh i'm going into combat right now right or i'm gonna you know like i'm gonna choose to do my triggers first even if they're not supposed to do them first because i think right. you know, i mean there should be like verbal declaration of what phase you're yeah, in. yeah absolutely like yeah. and i had that happen to me at adepticon and in fairness i had ran that list i had ran for about three weeks and there was definite triggers i was missing and I felt nervous because it was my first like larger set tournament. So I went a little bit slower. I don't think my rounds went past five rounds. That whole thing. That whole that whole game. Um, and I was not running droids. Who knew? Should have ran droids. I would have felt better. 
Well, that was yeah. also when the average time. length of a game was probably only five rounds, too. Um, yeah, that is true. I think there's a clear difference between wasting time and just like being thorough about your shit. Yep. And if even if you want to move fast, you still have to be like engagement phase. You have initiative. What's your anything? Nothing. Okay. Me. Yeah, shooting. That took what? Six seconds. Yeah. Not even exactly. Yep. And I had that, like I said, I had that. The, again, the bigger thing was Adepticon is because I had bombs on one of my ships. And that was the one thing when I had you the wolf trigger and somebody was like, oh, well, you want to now give a free target lock? Oh, and it's like, well, it, it, does it really affect the game that much? Well, then you could be double modded. And then they just jammed the damn thing off anyway. So then it didn't matter. They just flew their Kylo in and jammed it. So what, what did it matter? You know? Um, yeah, but also there's... <clears throat> um. Oh God! What, what was I gonna say? I had it. Well, I put on my glasses, and I got dumber somehow. Um, <laughs> there's just at some point you need to also be responsible for not letting yourself get bullied into playing faster than you can actually play the game. Like, and this is, um. An, an age thing to me. We're adults. You can't let yourself get, you know, if an adult is sitting there trying to bully you into playing faster, it is perfectly acceptable to be like, excuse me, I am playing at the speed I play. I'm not wasting time. I'm not doing anything illegal. You're free to call a judge if you feel like I am doing something malicious and the judge can decide. Uh, but you're not gonna you're not gonna bully me into missing triggers because you want to play at some speed that is foreign to me. Yep. But I think that's a big thing. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's let's we're gonna wrap this up, and I think that's enough for this week. Next week, uh, we don't have a specific episode uh, planned out. We will probably be we are gonna go through the scenarios again, kind of like what we did before. But I'm going to hold off until after Adepticon or Gen Con. I'm not going to do, we're not going to start next week and get halfway through the scenarios. Um, I am a little concerned we're going to get through those and then they're going to change the scenarios up again in October when they release the new content. Um, but we'll see. So I guess it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So we, we will be going over best strategies, types of lists, different things like that after Gen Con. That will be what our, our, we'll have a Gen Con recap show and then we'll be going over all of those different, um, lists that kind of quite creating like a quick tips tutorial, uh, for each of the different, um, whatchamacallit, these are the different scenarios and hopefully maybe we'll get some new scenarios soon would be nice. So yep, have a good night. We'll be back in a minute.